This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. everybody you're listening to goat talk with the goat doc this episode was inspired at like 3 30 in the morning this morning when i woke up and i couldn't get back to sleep and uh when i when i can't sleep i'm a person that like i am lulled to sleep by listening to people talk so podcasts are really great for that uh there's one podcast in particular called Sleep With Me, and it's a guy who, he just like drones on about nothing, goes off on random tangents, kind of like I do, except that he does it intentionally, and um, he just, you know, has a lulling, monotonous tone of voice that is the, intended to put you to sleep but I also listen to lots of other things one I'm trying to go to sleep uh, and this morning at like 3 in the morning I was listening to the podcast Ologies uh, which is a great podcast and if you haven't checked it out you should um, it is uh, like a science podcast where the host Ali Ward uh talks with an expert in a different field for every podcast so the one I was listening to this morning early and this was like probably the second time I listened to it as well uh, it was on island ecology and I was drifting in and out of going to sleep and when I was drifting out of it at one point I caught the bit about when they were talking about the feral goat population on the Galapagos Islands. And then that, that woke me up because I was like, ooh, this is about goats. And then I remembered that I did a little project in my wildlife rotation when I was in vet school and did a little bit of research about feral goats. And uh, we had to do like a five or ten minute you know, presentation to the group about it. So I did feral goats. And fortunately, I went to my computer, and because I probably have said before, I never delete anything. I never throw anything away. Well, I guess, you know, throwing away virtually on the computer. Uh, I, I, my email inbox is totally insane because I'm always afraid I'm going to want that email back from two years ago, and then I deleted it. So uh, fortunately, I did not delete my feral goats uh, little PowerPoint presentation from... 20, early 2016 on my wildlife rotation and I'm going I had kind of a look over it and I'm probably not as like intimately familiar with the material right now as I was then when I had read all the primary source material and stuff but I'm going to talk about feral goats and so this is going to be a little bit of a departure from your regular you know like goat owner oriented podcast but it's about goats and we're doing goat talk so I think it's fun to talk about goats <laughs> so here we go um 
I'll disclaim anyway that this podcast is provided with the intent to educate and and inform. There's not going to be a lot of like direction towards treatment or medical care in this episode, but I strongly encourage you to talk with your vet about any treatments or plans or concerns or anything you have pertaining to your goats, and I strongly encourage you to establish and maintain a current and valid VCPR with your local vet. If you have any questions or comments about feral goats, find me on the website, goatdoc.com. There's a contact tab on there you can click. You can email me at goatdoccara at gmail.com, and you can find me on the Instagram at goat underscore doc. Now we're going to talk about feral goats. I'll probably go off on some tangents, guys. Sorry, I tend to do that. I had to give this presentation in probably like less than 10 minutes when I originally gave it, but I bet it's going to take longer than that. They're probably not more than a half hour because that's about how far I have to drive to my destination this morning. Uh, so this, the, the questions that I had intended to answer in this talk were about feral goats. Where did they come from? Why are they a problem? Where are they a problem? And what are we doing about it as humans? Uh, the word feral gets thrown around a lot about domestic species in vet med, which sometimes is kind of annoying to me. Um, a feral animal is a domesticated animal that has become established in the wild. So it's a wild animal. It's a domestic species, but it is uh, like living in the wild. Maybe originally it was... Uh, a wild species that was then domesticated and then it's some species like cats for example very easily go back to the their feral state if they're not handled by humans uh, feral sometimes like I said tends to get thrown around a lot um, and like a feral animal is a wild animal basically um, uh, f- then there's the term invasive species. So a feral animal can be an invasive species, or maybe it's not. It becomes invasive uh, when it displaces and disrupts natural flora and fauna. So depending on what the species is, and like there's some good um, like pop culture episodes about this thing, these types of things. There is like an episode of The Simpsons. I think they went to Australia and like maybe one of the kids brought some kind of pet and then they're leaving and there's like lizards population exploding in Australia because like if a, if a species comes into a new ecosystem and it doesn't have natural predators, uh, then it can very quickly displace the natural other like native species um goats are are there's wild goats all over the place there's many species of goats and there's wild goats in every continent in the world um whether they were from originated from domestic species domestic goat herds or whether they've always been a wild population just depends on the location but the problematic areas for feral goats in particular Um, and where they're considered invasive are probably not limited to this, but in particular, I focused on uh, New Zealand, Australia, and the Galapagos Islands. The Galapagos Islands uh, have succeeded in eliminating their feral goat population at this point. There's also a really good, if you know the 
this podcast, but also like a national public radio radio production if you know radio lab there's also a good episode of radio lab where they talk about the uh, elimination of goats from the galapagos and i'll i'm going to talk more about that at the end of this episode where do feral goats come from uh the places that we're talking about australia new zealand galapagos Feral goats mainly became a problem when they were introduced by European settlers in the 1700s. So, like, goats are pretty, like, I mean, they're an efficient uh, and, like, convenient size uh, type of livestock to put on a boat and bring with you um, to wherever you're trying to settle, and that's kind of nice. Goats were used by settlers in those areas as a food source, um, and they would trade goats, uh, but they also kind of released goats into these areas so the goats could just kind of go live and then they would establish a population and they could be an emergency food source for people if they needed them. Uh, Let's see. The... In the Galapagos, um, goats were probably brought by whalers in the 1800s, and by the 1990s, there are approximately 140,000 goats living in the Galapagos Islands. Why are go- why are feral goats a problem? Goats eat everything. Uh, I'm I'm I've got the PDF of my. Uh, like I said, my little PowerPoint presentation that I did for this in vet school, and I've got some good pictures of, uh, like, goats, they they eat just about everything. Um, they're browsers, they will, like, they'll clear out an area, if the, especially if they like what what's growing there. Um, my own animals have been used in different areas uh, for, like, brush control and bringing back, like, forest that's been like needs to be reclaimed and brought down Um, there's multiple like towns and cities across the United States and probably other countries now too where uh, goats are used for weed control and um, like just grounds maintenance to, to to clean up invasive plant species goats can eat that stuff right up um so the goats goats eating everything can be great um but it can also be a problem um they you know because if they're in, they're introduced into an area where they have no natural predators they're not competing with anybody um if you think about like New Zealand, for example, uh, by the 17, 1800s, there's not there's not any major mammalian predators on New Zealand. Uh, there's birds. There's like, or there used to be birds. There's that like the big flightless birds. Um, I think those were probably extinct by the time the goats showed up because those were also heavily hunted. Um, but there's not any ma- big like mammal predators. You know, like. The United States has wolves. North, you know, like North America has wolves and mountain lions. Like those are the kind of predators that will take down a goat. But these islands, New Zealand, Australia, the Galapagos, there's no major predators there. There's nothing that's going to keep that goat population in check. 
Um, so they compete. The, the, the goat population then is just going to expand to meet its food source. Um, and then in particular in places like the Galapagos, you run into issues because you have like the giant tortoises of the Galapagos who are the kind of the big herbivore of that location. And they, um, then they have these goats that are obnoxious and move a lot faster than they do and reproduce so much faster than they do. And the goats are very, very capable of out eating the tortoises and their population is going to outpace the tortoise population exponentially. Um, other problems with goats, they can compete for shelter. So then the other, they butt this more vulnerable species out of shelter and then other predators can more easily take out those more vulnerable species. Um, they can carry disease, they can carry plant stuff like seeds and um, plant material transported around and get stuck in their fur or they eat it and then they poop it out and that can also kind of mess up the ecosystems. So that's why they're a problem. And there's been several like human responses to this and it's interesting to talk about these three things, three locations, Australia, New Zealand, and the Galapagos because it's just like the land mass that really dictates how you can handle this. Obviously Australia is the largest land mass of these three and while it's an island, it is still so many more probably like thousands if not millions of acres than either New Zealand or the Galapagos. Um, when you're working across that large of an area, it's more difficult to control and more difficult to eliminate those animals. Um, in Australia, uh, let's see, some of the stuff might be a little bit outdated, uh, but in Australia, this term competition and land degradation by feral goats is considered a threatening process by the Australian government. And the government developed what they call a threat abatement plan in 1999, um, was revisited in 2008, and that was determined to, like... 1999 they said this is a problem 2008 they said this is still a problem uh, so there's been a response to that uh, which one of the responses is that like you can kill feral goats um, there's some interesting uh, like publications from the New Zealand government on how to um, like mitigate the not okay there's some some publications from the Australian government that are like instruction on how to kill goats how to humanely kill goats like generally with a firearm um and do it in a way that is considered humane for the animal um Australia also has developed um a meat market uh for feral goats so like a commodity market for feral goats um Australia is the world's largest exporter of goat meat um and some of it is domestic but then some of it also is feral so they can round these animals up and they can uh export them for meat which is kind of awesome uh, New Zealand, uh, my husband and I <laughs> visited New Zealand back like 2005, so a million years ago, um, and before we were married, and I will always remember, we went on this really like remote hike on the 
western part of the North Island and there's nobody out there. It's just like so like deserted I don't think we saw one person up there while we were up there but I remember coming up over this ridge and there was like this flurry of motion and activity and I caught a glimpse of this like gray brown thing just running away and it was really hairy Um, and I didn't know what it was and Devin was like oh that was a goat I didn't get a good look at it but they're up there Um, and uh, in New Zealand at that point I think I remember talking with we stayed with people on farms when we were there and talking with those people are like oh yeah you can just like it's open season on goats all the time you see them you can shoot them Um, and New Zealand has multiple initiatives like that Um, at the time like possums too where it's like go shoot possums because they're very invasive and they really do a number on the native bird population Uh, So the New Zealand DOC, which is the Department of Conservation, um, has different efforts depending on how bad the problem is in what area of the country. And um, so they, they treat it on a, on a needed basis um, for the particular area. They also have a big deer problem too, in some areas um, and need people to hunt the deer. So that's, I'm, I'm, if anybody's from New Zealand and listening, like, hit me up and tell me how that's all going down there. I thought it was super interesting. Um, uh, the doc also, um, I thought was interesting. They have used uh, hunting dogs to locate and eliminate invasive species, and some of the dogs have been trained to locate and eliminate feral goats. So dog hunting for goats, big dogs. Um, the Galapagos Islands uh, is, like, super interesting because it's, like, such a finite project. Um, the Galapagos Islands so much smaller, just geographically, landmass-wise, than either New Zealand or Australia. It's a much more, um, like, finite thing to be like, okay, we're working on this island, we're going to eliminate the goats. Uh, I mentioned before that the the goats there uh, were a problem because, I mean, because the islands are small, the goats uh, reproduce quickly, they decimate the, the forage, the forest, um, and outcompete the other species there, in particular the giant tortoises, which are endangered and I think some have gone extinct now. Um, so, not awesome goats. Uh, the Galapagos goats, um, at some point in, like, the, the, I thought this was super interesting, the, the geography of, um, the one island, I can't remember what island this is, but there is an area where the goats were on the island, and then there was an area of the island that was, like, a lava flow, so that was, like, kind of a barren area that would be hard for the goats to cross, um, and they weren't inclined to do it, and also the tortoises were on the other side of the lava flow. Um, So in the 70s, some goats made it across the lava flow, and then that really started to impact the tortoises, which was a problem. Uh, The Galapagos also had a problem with feral pigs, and hunters were working... Feral pigs are, like, a huge problem everywhere. They can be so destructive. Um, Hunters were already working on the feral pig issue in the Galapagos, so then in 2000, they changed their focus to goats. Um, And, like I mentioned, there's a good episode of Radiolab about this. I'll find it and link it in the show notes. Um, 
but some of the interesting stuff, like the technology that they use to eliminate the goats, um, aerial hunting, GPS tracking, uh, Judas goats, data management, uh, all of this con- like concentrated effort through multiple methods, uh, the goats were eliminated from the Galapagos in 2006. Now, in particular, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here because this is an interesting thing. Um, the term Judas goat, if you haven't heard it before, <clears throat> and something that's utilized in different areas of livestock management, the a Judas goat is a goat that's trained to go to a certain location and then it probably gets some kind of reward. Um, so they... In the Galapagos, in this situation, they would get the have the Judas goat. The Judas goat has some kind of tracker on it, so they would have this goat that's a domesticated goat, and it is used to people. It's got some kind of training to either, like find a sound or go to where a location that it knows it's going to be fed. Um, but then it would go out into the into the island, and it's going to find other goats because that's what they do. They're herd animals, and join those goats, and then it leads them. It can lead them back to a location, or it's just showing the the hunters where the goats are because it's got a tag on it. Um, Judas goats in domestic animal management are used in slaughter situations or processing situations where... Like the Judas goat can be taught to lead a group of animals through the processing facility and uh, it's the first one through and everybody else follows it. It jumps through and it gets to live because that's its job to lead lead everybody else to the slaughter, basically. Um, and uh, But that is an interesting management thing for processing because it keeps that situation very low stress for the animals that are going through there. They've never been through there before. It could be stressful, but they're all going together as a group and that makes it easier on them. Uh, the So happy ending with the Galapagos. Once the goats were eliminated in 2006, the ecosystem rebounded. The tortoises had lots of food. Birds started coming back. Uh, and then the Galapagos could move on. The The goat elimination project was called, called Project Isabella. Uh, and once the <laughs> once the goats were gone, they moved on to rodent elimination. So they're, they're working on that right now. I don't know what the status of that is. So that's my overview of feral goats. I'm like five minutes away from where I need to be. And I will post, I'll probably just post my like PDF and references on the show notes and some links to those podcast episodes I was talking about. And uh, that's going to do it for the moment. And I'll talk to you guys next time.